0: Thank you so much. Wow, it's good to be with you. I love your pastor. I think maybe you might as well. Isn't he a great? And and wife and family, such wonderful. And um, the reason I love him is because every time I'm here, he makes you stand up and clap. So <laughs> Merry Christmas. It is so good to be with you. It's been a while, and it's a joy to unwrap some gifts with you in this uh, in these uh, few weeks of going on into the Christmas Um, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Pastor Jan is going to come at this time. We have a couple gifts to give specifically at this time.
1: Yeah, so you guys remember last week we gave away a couple gifts to some folks. And so that's a great way just for us to show love. Jesus, God gave us his son on Christmas as a way to love us. And so we wanted to identify a couple people. And so uh, last week we gave some to some folks. And today we're going to give a couple more out. And so first we have uh, a gift for Aiden Fiddler. Aiden, I know I saw you somewhere. Where are you at, Aiden? Aiden, he just took off his headset because... He serves on our technical production team. Aiden's one of the many teenagers who is realizing his role in God's story by serving in the church. And so we're so grateful for you, Aiden. God bless you. Merry Christmas. And our next gift is for James Chavez. James, are you here? James is active in our young adult ministry. James, are you here? No, James is not here. James, are you watching online? If you're watching online, yay, James. <laughs> James is super active in our young adults ministry, and he serves uh, playing the drums in our student ministries, and he helps out in our special needs as well. And so we're really grateful for the way he walks out his role in God's story, being the hands and feet of Jesus in so many ways. And Don, here's, here's your present.
0: Hey, here's I get a here. gift. Oh, the biggest one too. Isn't that great? Can't wait to look in it and see. so pretty. Ooh, rollerblades. This is what I, (laughs) oh. This is a gift, not for me, but for all of us. It's for you as well, the gift of peace. Last week, we talked about the gift of hope. This week, the gift of peace. And there's no greater gift, thank you, Jan, than the gift of peace at Christmas number of years ago, Prevention Magazine and uh, NBC Daytime did a survey. What are the top things stressing Americans out? Top things stressing people out. Number one, going to the dentist. I can relate to that, can you not, coming at you with sharp objects? Number two, being pulled over for a speeding ticket. And number three, the Christmas season. Isn't that amazing? The Christmas season. 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to this earth to stress you out, (laughs) especially December. Annually stress you out for Christmas. I have come to give you stress and stress abundantly. No, he's come to give us, give us peace. And when you go through the scriptures, that theme runs over and over and over again. When you hear the prophets foretell of the coming of Christ, for instance, in Isaiah uh, six, nine concerning the birth of Jesus, he says a a child is given a a son will be, and and he gives these names. And one of the names is Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace. John the Baptist, who was a forerunner of Jesus, who came to announce that Jesus was coming to the behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins, that John the Baptist, it said of him, you will be called a prophet of the Most High to guide our feet into the path of peace. And then when the angels came in the heavenlies and they're singing out and shouting out, the announcement of the birth of jesus in luke 2:14 it says glory to god in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men peace peace and you just go ah yes i mean we sing of peace silent night holy night all is calm all is bright sleep in heavenly peace peace oh little town of bethlehem how still we see you lie in a little town just so peaceful. Even away in the manger, the little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. No colic, nothing. <laughs> just peace. And you're going, wow. you know, that's that's just the way it was years ago. I hate to burst our bubble on this whole thing, but I'm not sure that it was so peaceful then as well. It was tax time. Does tax time stress any of you out? It was tax time. And not only were they gonna fill out their taxes and pay their taxes, they had to travel to a faraway city to do so. Traveling stresses. Traveling stresses. I love to go faraway places. I just hate to get there. I don't enjoy the travel time. And they're traveling to a faraway city on a donkey with a pregnant wife. Does that sound peaceful, ladies? (laughs) On a donkey, 80, 90 miles. (laughs) And then when they get there, there's no room in the hotel. Joseph didn't make reservations, (laughs) evidently. You know that went well. So they go put in a cave or a barn and there's all these animals snorting and smelly and there's the sheep there the whole time going, Mary did you know and <laughs> I waited all week for that one and it really was a kind of stressed me out I'm glad I got rid of it <laughs> and it's childbirth Mary's given birth to a baby that sounds real peaceful doesn't it? no stress there I'm still in therapy for the things Lori said to me when she had childbirth, going, it's a stressful time. And then we add on our own life, the pressures of today. Marriage problems, problems with children, problems with grandchildren, career problems, financial problems, health problems, loved ones, For some reason, it seems like during the holiday season, loved ones are going on to be with the Lord, regret about yesterdays, anxiety about tomorrow, stressful time. And yet the gift of peace comes in the middle of all that. I want to call your attention to peace today. And we could go so many directions with it. We could probably do a whole series on peace. There's the peace with God that we have, that we have a relationship with God because of Christmas. There's the peace from God that allows us and enables us to have peace with one another. But today I want to talk to you about the peace of God. The peace of God. The presence of God through Christ that comes and the result is peace. Perhaps there's no more relevant verse of scripture than what the Apostle Paul shares in Philippians, the fourth chapter. Relevant not only for our culture today, but especially for this season as well. When he says in verse six and seven, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, the peace of God. Paul says it's very simple. So here's my first statement. Maybe you never thought about this, but you and I would have peace if we were just not so anxious. Takes a genius to come up with that one, isn't it? That's easy. Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, and we're like, why didn't I think of that? I wish we could talk our way out of anxiousness. It doesn't work that easy. But he says, just don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Oh, Jesus is kind of on the same, same frame. I'd like to say, well, Paul, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of a, a fanatic. You know, he, he could say, this, like, don't be anxious on Thursdays or something. But he, and don't be anxious about Anything, And then Jesus comes along, and, and I'm reminded of the time he went to visit a house with two of his friends, Martha and Mary, and uh, and they were getting ready for him to, to come. And in, uh, in the Gospels, in Luke, the 10th chapter, it says, in verse 40, Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Wouldn't you be distracted by preparations if you knew Jesus was coming to your house? Dusting everything, hosing down stuff— cooking over and all your best recipes, the dessert that's so out of this world, delicacy. I mean, you would make sure every, all the decorations were up, you would be distracted too. In fact, literally what it says is mind divided. Her mind was divided by all the preparation because she wanted to be with Jesus. She wanted to host Jesus and and have him enjoy the time together and just be with him. And yet her mind was divided because she wanted to make sure everything was perfect, that all the preparations were done. This Christmas, many of us are the same way. We want all the preparations just right. We want want nothing to go wrong. And so we cook and we bake and we decorate and trees and lights and ornaments and Parties, parties at work and parties at school and parties at the church and all the stuff going on. Children's activities, children's plays, church busyness. Probably not here, but other churches you get really busy during this time. All this distraction and you're going, you're going a hundred miles an hour. Hurry, hurry, worry, worry, hurry, hurry, worry, worry. And Finally, January, we'll get here. And the real spiritual people will be in church on January 1st. The rest of you, January 8th or whatever it is, 7th. But about January 4th, you'll go, wow. And then it all hit you all of a sudden. We got so distracted with Preparing for Christmas? I'm not sure we ever really experienced the presence of Jesus. And that was Martha. Jesus says to Martha, 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 Martha. Probably whistled, Shh, Martha, you're so worried, upset about many things but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. Martha, go to in and out Burger. They got even little verses of Scripture on the bottom of their cup. It'll be like Christmas. Bring, just bring that. I just want to be with you. I want to be with you. I'd have peace if we are not so anxious, and this is a rough time. But Jesus follows it up in Matthew, the sixth chapter, when he's talking to people at the, at the uh, Sermon on the Mount. He says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you eat or drink. Don't even worry about tomorrow. No the problems there. Just, just seek first the kingdom today. <laughs> so easy to say. So difficult. So what do we do with anxiety? Even that word anxious. That is just anxious. Just kind of, you can feel it in your gut. Anxious. Of you, some of you have come here today anxious. You can see it on your face. You can hear it in your words. You're anxious. What do we do when we're anxious? And Paul says, you don't need to be. What do we, what's that tell you about yourself? Here's what it should tell you. You're a human being. You're human. It's human to be anxious. It doesn't mean you're like emotionally deficient. doesn't mean like you're just stupid. doesn't mean you're demon-possessed. Doesn't mean you're a failure. Doesn't mean your, your parents failed you or you failed your parents. Hear this, it doesn't even mean you're not a Christian. It just means you're human. The thing is, this is not good for you. Anybody enjoy stress? Nice healthy diet, stress. Stress has a, has a harmful effect on it. it. It hurts our neck, our backs, our bowels, our jaws makes our eyes twitch, our blood pressure raise, and our armpits sweat. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) Here's what I want you to know today. We're gonna be hit with anxiety. You you can't help but be hit with it. The presence of anxiety, for the most part, is unavoidable. You're gonna worry somewhere along the line. You're gonna be concerned about something. The presence of anxiety is unavoidable. The prison of anxiety is optional. And the tense of the verb that that's Paul's using here is, is this ongoing anxiety, that anxiety that grips you, that holds you, that, that, that keeps you in this prison, that you, you can't break out of it. And he just says, don't be anxious. Don't, don't allow yourself, because there's another option. You can't talk your way out of anxiety But you can turn your way out of anxiety, and he follows that up with, but in everything. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request. I will have peace in my life. You will have peace in your life as you present your needs to God. The pathway to peace is paved with prayer. I turn. Here's a big statement that's easy to just overlook. it. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, but stop, Er, stop, white. You're going down this trail. You're anxious about everything. You're worried. You're hurried. You're going stressful, hundred miles an hour, but stop. Go a different direction. When? In everything. Don't go down that trail. In everything, stop and turn. And by prayer and by petition and with thanksgiving, Present your needs to God. I love in Isaiah, the 26th chapter, verse 3 and 4, the prophet says this You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Boom. You will keep in perfect peace. Perfect peace. The word for peace in Hebrew is shalom, you know that. It's a greeting that you would hear if you went to the Holy Land, if you went to Israel, shalom. Some of us use it even here in America, shalom. If you're from the southern part of Israel, it's shalom, y'all, but it's shalom. It's, it's more than just a greeting, it's more than just a hey, how are you, but it's a good, good to you, good on you. I hope everything, I hope everything is, in, is in good order with you and with us in our relationship shalom there's a there's a wholeness to it there's a there's a harmony to it there's a there's a there's a, a good just a goodness about it shalom and in the scripture the the, the the prophet says he will keep you in perfect peace he will keep you not it doesn't say he will keep you in perfect shalom it says he will keep you in shalom shalom He will keep you in shalom squared. You take shalom and square it. That's perfect shalom. He will keep you in shalom, shalom, whose mind and thoughts are fixed on you. I'm old enough that when we did memory verses, this is one of them in the King James Version. Thou will keep in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. I love that. I love the idea of our mind being stayed, being anchored, being rooted in him. More than just flicking a thought or two, but but going intentionally and and latching on to it, being stayed in him. To you, whose minds are stayed on on him, whose thoughts are fixed, trust in the Lord. For the Lord God is the eternal rock. I know cable news will not tell you this. The newspapers, if you ever read a newspaper anymore, will not tell you this. Social media will not tell you this. Maybe most of your friends will not even tell you this. They'll tell you different. It's a different story you'll hear from every one of those sources. But this reminds us, God is the eternal rock. He's sovereign. He's in control and your peace derives itself from him. So fix your mind, fix your thoughts. Don't meditate on the mess, meditate on the message. Don't meditate on, on all the, the stress you're going through, meditate on the savior, that this advent, when Christ comes this time of year, he comes to remind you, hey, I'm here. Fix your thoughts, but in everything, turn from the anxiety and stress and focus on who he is. Remember the, in the New Testament, Peter and the disciples are out in the, in the boat. They're in a storm. It's a raging storm. It looks like they're going to go down or under. They're scared to death. And here comes Jesus walking on the water, walking on the storm. And Peter's thinking, i got a choice. I can either go down with these bozos who are all scared to death, or I can be where Jesus is. Jesus? Jesus said, Peter, come on. And with his eyes fixed on Jesus... He does the impossible. He walks on water to Jesus. And everything's going great until his eyes turn from Jesus back onto the storm and the big waves that he's trying to walk over and onto. And he sinks like a stone. Some of you are sinking like a stone this Christmas. Because your eyes your heart, your mind is focused on anything and everything but the eternal rock. Fix your eyes on him. Where, where your mind is, where your heart is, is the path you'll follow. And you'll either go, stress and hurry and worry and all the hubbub of this, or you'll stop and you'll go the path of peace. And as you do, you you pray and you petition, you you ask that that God will take care of this and that, that he will you know, name the things out, name it in petition. Here's, here's where my stress is. Here's where my problems are. Here's where my pain is. Here's where my hurt is. Here's where my loss is. Lord, I want to, I want to present it to you. It says present it to him. Implied in that presenting is, is don't just present it and bring it back, but present it and leave it. First Peter talks about cast your cares, throw your cares on him and he'll care for you. Present it and leave it there. We present it and then we take it back and head home with it. Do it all over again. Present it and, and leave it. Monday night, we, we had a, um, a Christmas party for pastors that Lori and I were at. And it was, it was a wonderful time. We had great food. We sang carols. We had a great little Christmas message. It was just, it was just good to, before Christmas gets too out of control just to, with pastors, just sit back and remind ourselves that uh that the, the the reason for all this is Jesus and we're driving home later in the night and it's over on the west side we're coming back on the freeway and, and I'm just going this is peaceful this is great driving along Christmas carols on the you know the, the 24-7 thing where you get Christmas carol all the time and I'm going to talk about peace at Mountain Park. And I got peace deep, deep, deep in my soul. I can't wait to share and show how peaceful I am. About three-quarters of the way home, the little engine light comes on. And I'm going, I read somewhere I have to tighten my gas cap up. I better check that. It, It wasn't that. By the time I'm home, the thing is like, missing and at least we didn't get straight on the freeway somewhere got home put it in the garage my piece was seeping out real quick (laughs) it was just next day we took the (laughs) took the car to the mechanic and the mechanic looked at it and he said you know uh you you probably got some big work to be done here but i i looked it up and there's a there's a warranty on that you better take it to the honda dealer and they'll they'll it'll be a lot cheaper so i get it, take it to the Honda, the dealer, and and uh, tell them, hey, they said there's a warranty on it. Guy looks up, yeah, there's a warranty. They, in fact, it's an extended warranty on this thing because I guess they have trouble with that. It's extended all the way to eight years. Problem is, your car's ten years old. <laughs> but if you'll leave it with me, we'll take care of it for you. Leave it with you. You don't need me? I could... I could stay and help. Could I hold the light or something? No, I don't need you. Just just leave it. And we checked it all out. He said, it'll, it'll be ready Friday. Friday? You sure you don't need me to help? I have a sleeping bag. I can bring it. You know, we can, I'll stay. No. Give us the key. You need a ride home? Leave it. I left it. I didn't even... Go to the owner's Manual to look up that stuff. I just left it in the hands of the mechanic. Friday picked it up. It runs like a top. It's perfect. It's great. The bill <laughs> was not peace-inducing by any manner, but it was the cost of peace. And Jesus gives us peace. It's, it's a gift. Christmas is a gift of peace. How wonderful it would have been if while I'm there at the counter getting ready to pay this bill that's more than what I've paid for some cars to buy, pay this bill, if somebody would have come up to me and said, Don, wait, 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 I got this. It's all paid for you. I mean, I would have hugged them, kissed them, bought them chocolates, gave him my rollerblades. I would have given whatever it would take. Free? I get this as a gift? That's the peace. Then Jesus comes to this earth. earth, He says, I give you this peace. And by the way, I'm paying for it. I'm going to the cross. I'm taking the stress and the worry and the problems and the circumstances on myself. I'll redeem them and I'll exchange for you peace. And you have me in your life. You have the peace of God in your life. Isn't that great? One of the most expensive sermon illustrations I've ever had. (laughs) This should be good. (laughs) Next time I just told the Lord, for a good sermon illustration on peace, let me read it in a book, please. (laughs) I'll have peace as I present and I leave it. I leave it with him. I leave it. And then when the, I have all this room, because I've left it with him, I don't pick it, I have all this room in my life, Paul says, hey, Fill it up with thanksgiving so that you present all your needs and requests. Leave it with him with with thanksgiving because here's the truth of the matter. When thanksgiving comes in, anxiety goes out. There's not room in the same place for anxiety and thanksgiving. Thanksgiving comes in, anxiety goes out. That's probably why we have Thanksgiving before Christmas. So you can get a thankful heart to face this stressful time to push that out with your thankfulness. So you just add into this time your your worship of God, your thanksgiving to God, you're counting your blessings during this time and your anxiety just starts to bleed out. Present your request to God with thanksgiving in your heart. And here I love this. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding. Not only, not only am I not good at explaining to you all this, all this peace of God, I'm not sure I even understand the depths of the peace of God that we're talking about. The peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'll have peace as I allow God to guard my heart and my mind. That word guard is a, is a military term. It's a, it's a strong term. It's like the letters being written to the, Philippi, the, Philipp, the, Philipp, the, Philipp, the church in Philippi, the Philippians, and um, they're a Roman colony, and it's a commerce, it's a bustling commerce, and what they don't have to worry about is any of the enemy to come in and swoop down on them because they're a Roman colony, and the garrison of the Roman army protects them from any enemies that would come in. That's the same kind of word that's being used, the guarding of that. Paul knows very well, he's in prison at this time. He has a guard on his left and a guard on his right. No one gets to him that the guards will not allow in there. And he's saying that's the way the peace of God is, that the peace of God guards you, guards your heart and mind. All the the scurrying and the worrying that will distract your mind and all the, the things that will pull at your heart He guards them. As we talk about the little baby Jesus at Christmas, it's such a precious, special time, but it's more than just a baby Jesus that Paul's talking about. He's talking about a warrior Jesus. He's talking about a Jesus that says, I will take it upon myself to guard your heart and your mind. I don't care what the enemy might throw at you. I don't care what circumstances you might deal with. I guard you. I'm around it. It has to come through me to get to you. I will hold you and keep you. Many years ago, it's been decades ago, actually. I, I heard this story and I wondered if it was, it was one of those preacher stories, you know. So I, I looked it up online, and evidently it's it's true. And they've kind of redone the whole thing. And as we know, online is always true, and and, and so, um, but they had a, they had an art competition, and uh, one of the contestants in the competition painted this beautiful portrait, and it was uh, this stormy ocean, and the the sky was so ominous and the the lightning was cutting through the clouds, rain, torrential rain pouring down, huge waves that were coming in and splashing against this, this, this long high cliff. And the wind and the rain were beating on the cliff, and you could just feel the storm and the electricity in the air and the the danger in the air that came. But as you stared at the portrait, you would notice about halfway up that cliff, in the hollow of a rock was a nest with a mother bird sitting on her nest and under her wings were her babies, fast asleep. And the title of the portrait was simply, Peace, Peace and he won the competition. Someone since has redone that portrait. Peace. I want to tell you this. The gift of peace that comes to us does not mean there's no, not going to be any storms in life. In fact, there's a lot of storms we face. Life's not always easy. It's hard. It doesn't mean that there's going to take all the trials and all the hurried and all the stress. It's just going to Go wiped away and it's just going to be calm sailing. No, you might be in the middle of a storm right now. You might have a storm on the, on the horizon of this new year. There's always all these kinds of storms. But what this reminds me of, no matter the storm, no matter the circumstances, no matter the stress, no matter the problem, I can't even understand the peace of God that comes to you. It transcends my understanding, but it will guard your heart and your mind. In Christ Jesus. That in the midst of whatever you're facing, the peace of God still keeps you. He keeps you in shalom, shalom. So as you read that verse of scripture, again, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, present your request to God, peace of God. Here's a problem some of us deal with. We get our butts mixed up. Stay with me now. Don't, you're off. That, that took you off on a different, we get our butts mixed up. In everything. So be, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. Here's what we so often do. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Or, no, we, say, we say this. We say, um, I trust in the Lord, but, man, life's tough right now. I believe he is able, but, if you knew what I'm going through right now, if you knew what my family was going through right now, whatever our circumstance, but Paul's saying this, what I'm to say is, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I'm not sure I'm going to make it. But my God says that he will supply all my needs according to his glorious riches. I'm in a rough spot right now. I'm struggling. But to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than I can ask or even imagine, to him, be all praise. To him, I'm frustrated. I, I'm worried. I'm stressed. I'm hurried. But he will keep me in shalom, shalom. Shalom even in the middle of it. Something happens when we, when we get that all straightened out that we latch on that no matter what worry we're going through, it's a trigger to turn us to look at God and to invite God into the circumstances. And something happens. It's the Christmas story all over again. Something happens and heaven touches earth and touches your life. Eternity invades today, this moment, this present time. It makes a difference, and God becomes a real, live person, and I want to declare to you fresh healing today, this Christmas, fresh strength that comes right from the throne of God to you, fresh peace through our Lord Jesus Christ, that the peace of God from the Prince of Peace keeps you, guards you, holds you. The worship team is going to come and we're going to sing a favorite carol of all of all ours. While they're doing that, I want you to maybe I want to invite you to do something. If, if you've been here in the past and I've been, and we've done this before, I, I love this way of praying. Just like bow your head and take your hands and make two fists and put them out in front of you, if you will. And in your in your grasps are all the worries, all the stress, all the circumstances that are, that are distracting you, that are frazzly, making you a frazzle and making you wonder and question and all the problems, all the pain. And in just a few quiet moments when you just let peace just start to kind of, to reside in you, the Prince of Peace to come. I invite you to open up your hands and release that. Release the grip and let go of them. That through prayer, petition, maybe you want to in your mind name them out that you're releasing. Release them. Present them. Leave them with Him. And with open hands, turn your palms to heaven and receive. Receive. With thanksgiving. Receive the gift he has for you, peace. Receive the peace of God that transcends your understanding that will guard and keep you. Give us Jesus today. Give us Jesus this year. Give us Jesus this season. Lord God, almighty eternal rock, give us you and the peace of God that surrounds us.